Welcome to Malcolm Reed's How to Barbecue Right, a podcast where we talk about barbecue, share recipes, and discuss all things delicious. And now, here's your host, Malcolm and Rochelle Reed. Hey, welcome back to How to Barbecue Right podcast. I'm your host, Malcolm Reed, joined by my lovely wife, Miss Southern Shell, as always. Shell, we're wrapping up July. How's vacation month been? Uh, it went by too fast. It went by real fast, didn't it? Yeah. We, uh, we've had a lot of, you know, time to, I guess, time to recharge just by taking it easy and not doing cooking videos. But I'm itching to get back started. We're going to fire them back up here. Um, I guess we got one more week where we're not going to do one and then yeah. we're coming back with videos. But we still wanted to keep up with our podcast. I know we missed last week, wasn't yeah, it? Cause so we were I'm, traveling. You were I went sick. fishing again. You yeah. got sick and we're before you left and then you left. So. I've been I've been we try not be, at home very much in July. It was supposed to be, be vacation month, and we did. I mean, I went all kinds of places. <laughs> um, so this weekend we are going to a different place. This is the last trip of the month. Yes, because it's the last weekend of the month. It's got to <laughs> be the last trip. But we're going to Collins, and this is a work related one. This isn't vacation, but it's going in Collinsville, Illinois. Yeah. They're having smoking on Maine, right? Mm-hmm. And the guys from Code Three um, invited me up to kind of help out and MC uh, the the SEA State contest up there. I'm not cooking, but I'm going up to hang out. You're because doing I, a meet and greet too. Yeah, we're gonna hang out at the Code Three store. If anybody's up in that area, y'all come out to Collinsville and and uh, check it out. I'll be there and talking to everybody and answering barbecue questions and who knows what all that I'll be doing. Um, but we're going to have a good time, and it's for a good cause. They've done this. It was last year the first year, I think? I think this is the third the year. The third year? But I'm I've not heard, sure. It's either the second or third. I know they had a, a state contest there last year because some uh, some of the guys I know uh, told me that. I know Jimmy Parsons went, and he said, man, you're going to love that contest, love the town. That's a really cool venue, and they really, like, roll out the red carpet. They, you know, they kind of close the Main Street well, area down. Well, they're competitors, down. too, so anytime yeah, a yeah. competitor puts on a contest, it's usually pretty good. Top-notch, yeah. yeah. But they're having barbecue contests, too. I think it's like an amateur, like a backyard style. Mm-hmm. Then they're having a pro division. They're having the state contest. Um, they're going to have vendors for people. It's free admission. Vendors for people. Bouncy houses for the kids. Face painting. Bands. You know, stuff like bands, yeah. Yeah, a couple who different bands. Was- Johnny Rocket, Johnny man. Rocket. That's the local band. If you're from up there, you're supposed to know who Johnny Rocket is. Hey, he sounds... Uh, it sounds like rock go good see time. Johnny Rocket? Yeah, I'll go see Johnny okay. Rocket. But it go, it's Saturday and Sunday. It's not Friday and Saturday. So okay. I think it starts 11 a.m. Saturday morning to the public. They're going to have... Now, see, this is different because most of the time, you know, we do these contests... They don't have a lot of vending. You don't get to taste barbecue. Yeah. They're going to have all kinds of uh, barbecue vendors uh, from the St. Louis area up there because it's right out, like right outside of St. Louis, not too far. Yeah. Um, but they're going to have all kinds of good vendors. And it's not just like traditional barbecue because I watched one of their little hype videos for it. They're going to have, you know, like barbacoa style Mexican barbecue. They're going to have all different kinds of influences of food, I guess, that's is cool. prepared, yeah. you know, in barbecue so you can go style. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it. You know, there's a fee associated with it. It's just like any <laughs> other thing, like going to the fair. Yeah, and, but man, I love we can get them all together like that, and you can buy a little bit from one, a little bit from the other, yeah. so you can taste all this different stuff that you wouldn't normally get to do. And so, and I'm excited like, about that. I'm gonna yeah, take some cash with me. It's not just regular um, vendors. I mean, it's some. I think it's Sugar Fire. Yeah, I saw they're going to be there. There was a uh, several big names, you know, that you'd recognize if you're familiar with the that kind of St. Louis area and, the, and their barbecue up there. Um, and it, all the proceeds are going to the U.S. Veterans Foundation. Found yep, yeah. and and a local, local food pantry. Yeah, in Collinsville. Yeah. So, and last year so I think they raised cost. upwards of seven thousand dollars that they gave back to those two organizations, and they're going. You know, they hope to do more this year, and that's yeah. a. You know, we want to be a part of that with them too. So uh, it's going to be a good time. The weather should be good. And man, they're expecting a big crowd. They're, you know, talking over 35,000 people last year and it's going to be bigger this year. So, so if you're close by the Collinsville, Illinois area, drop in code three, come down to Main Street and check out the two days of smoking there. If you need more details, I think it's all on Facebook. Yeah. I'm sure they have it up there. I just go go to code three on Facebook and you'll find it. Cool deal. Well, we're excited. We're leaving out tomorrow for that Friday morning, mm-hmm. and then we're going to uh, Swine Life's going with us too. Yeah, Mark, Mark, and Emily's going to come yeah. up there and hang out, and uh, we're going to hit a barbecue joint on the way. I've, I've uh, 
a fine swine barbecue. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, David yeah. Sims Place. I've been wanting to go there, and it's a good reason. We, I mean, I have his sauce and stuff. Yeah, yeah. We, I, heck, I use his stuff. So yeah. He's got some good stuff. I didn't know he had a restaurant. Yeah, yeah. I thought does. he was just a competitor. I think he's got two barbecue restaurants and a pizza joint. Oh. I want to go to the barbecue joint and check it out. Is it different, or is it in the same location, like the pizza joint? The no, barbecue? they're different. They're, they're spread so out different. a little. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, like different. Dwayne, you know, he's got his pizza restaurant right in there with his barbecue restaurant. No, but. I think it's a standalone, separate, you know, separate deal. Yeah, I'm excited about that. That's going to be fun. I'll report back next week how the barbecue and, is. And we I hear he's doing comp-style barbecue in a, in a restaurant. restaurant. But the cool thing about it, from what I was told, is he has cameras on his cutting boards. So, like, when you go in there and you order brisket, you order ribs or You're whatever, cut it. you can watch them, pull it out. That's smart. Cut it, plate it, do everything they do. So I I want to check that out. Um, Yeah, definitely. I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, we have our eyes on a steakhouse. It's supposed to be the best steakhouse in Illinois. Is it in in Illinois? That's what uh, they were saying. Best steakhouse in the area. Yeah, we'll we'll try that out. Because I know Chicago's got some killer steakhouses. (laughs) That's a a bold statement right there. Maybe not Illinois. Maybe in the St. Louis area. What's the name of it? Porter's or Porter something, or something Porter like Steakhouse? that. Yeah. yeah, it's in the little Collinsville town, I guess. We looked to see if there was a dress code, and what did it say? There is no dress code as long as you can pay the bill. <laughs> as long as you can afford the bill, yeah. <laughs> Wear what you want as long as you can afford the bill. It's my kind of rules. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that means T-shirt and shorts are appropriate. <laughs> hey, if I'm paying, you're spending 100 bucks on a meal, man. That's Yeah. yeah. I Wear a T-shirt, what's it matter? Yeah. Right? I think so. I know what I'm about. <laughs> so question it last week you went deep sea fishing i did friends. that was i mean i've been fortunate enough to go to two fishing trips as we went we took the kids on one around fourth of july and then i went back with uh chris hall and and jeff reed from uh, tastemaker and he and he thrives went Heath and Riles jamie barbecue. got to go with yeah. us so we had a good little trip we went out two days out of orange beach alabama still snapper season snapper season's wrapping up in the gulf I think it goes to August 1st, but man, we caught some good fish. So I've got a freezer full of snapper and we caught some cobia. We brought back some different, you know, species of How big snapper. was the cobia? Cause those fillets mm. were thick. Yeah, they were, it was pretty good size. I mean, it's, it has to be over 32 to keep, I think okay. was the, the, the limit. And this one was well over. So Heath caught that one, man. He's just seen him fighting it. He was putting, he was putting, <laughs> he was there. He had to take a little break after he reeled that one in. That's where he was pulling. It's a really good, they call them lemon fish, and it's a really great, great eating. It's one of my favorite, you know. The uh, cobia Yeah, is? it's one of my yeah. favorite saltwater fish to eat. The, the, the meat's real, you know, it's real uh, white, and it's got a I good density to it. Yeah. It looks ugly as sin. Man, it looks like, I don't know, it kind of looks like a stretched out catfish or something. It's, it's ugly, but uh, we, uh, we caught right those, now. and we caught some monster snappers down there. And so that's what I'm, the first recipe when we come back here another week I'm going to do a snapper recipe, and um, I'm excited to share that. But that's what I wanted to you, talk about today was, um, you know, you were, were asking me what we were going to talk about for the podcast since, since I hadn't been really cooking. I think the only thing I've fired up the grill for here recently is like hamburgers and some fish, <laughs> something easy. It's been so damn hot. Well, um, but, Tuesday night we cooked fish tacos. Yeah, yeah, and that's, man, I've got a recipe for snapper, ta- I think snapper tacos on there. Don't, mm-hmm. Was that snapper tacos that I did? We pulled it up and looked yesterday. but I, I didn't realize that I've done so many seafood recipes. You know? I, yeah. You, you think, I mean, of course, you got the ribs and the pork and the brisket and all that, but I've done a pretty good bit of seafood stuff. Well, we've and just done a lot of recipes, period. Is that what it's it is? years of recipes, yeah. you know. But just looking back, that's what we wanted to talk about today. Some of the favorite um, seafood recipes that, that I've done on the grill. Yeah. All meant for outdoor cooking. And, some, and man, if, you have, if, if you're a fan of seafood, I know some people, you know, don't have a lot of success with it. But the stuff I've done has been really easy. It's not, it's not you know, hard preparations or anything. Um, you know, it's all about... You know, just getting some good fresh fish. That's that's been my biggest struggle with doing seafood, yeah. just because the times it's Sourcing turned out bad has been because I, it, you know the fish was bad from the start. I was getting at the grocery store, didn't have yeah. much of a selection. I mean, we're pretty landlocked here in Mississippi in, in Memphis area, but we do occasionally we get some good fish. So yeah. we we do have the coast. 
We are yeah. at the top of Mississippi. That's why I brought some back. Yeah. I've got some fresh fish now. And so um, vacuum sealed it all. It's in the freezer. So well, it's ready you, to go. You were also going to talk about some what you had to eat down in Orange Beach. You want to talk? Yeah, let's talk about that first, man. Okay. So I got to. It's, talk about seafood still. Yeah, you know? man. The, my absolute favorite place, and it's so simple, but it's the Gulf Shore Steamer. Yes. That when I go down to L.A., Lower Alabama, <laughs> if I'm anywhere near Orange Beach, I'm going to the – and I think there's one in Gulf Shores, but I always go to the Orange Beach branch because, I mean, it's just really good food, and they keep it simple. It's just there's nothing fried in the whole restaurant. Yes. It's all grilled or, or steamed, you know, and it's fresh seafood. So they do the Royal Red Shrimps. And if you've never had Royal Reds, man, they're the best shrimp there are. They're sweet. They're light. They're just, I mean, they. I guess they come. And they're typically really big. I've heard big. they come, like, you know, down off the coast of South America, deep, deep water. And I guess that's what makes them, you know, they're more expensive because they're harder to get. Yeah. But they taste so much better than any shrimp that you can get, just regular, even regular Gulf shrimp, which are good. It tastes, they just taste better. And they're a lot bigger. Yeah. The meats, they look different. Yeah. They're kind of a, they are reddish. Yeah. And then when they cook them, of course, they turn bright red. But the shrimp itself has a different look than just a Gulf shrimp. And at but the steamer, you just get them steamed. You can buy them by the pound. What I here's the go to: dip them in butter. Get you the crab legs and the royal red they have steamer. The best crab legs. It comes with like you know little boiled potatoes and some corn, which you know. But the drawn butter, cocktail sauce, crab leg. Man, they had the crab legs there this time. I don't know where they got them. They must have been dead off straight off them deadliest catch boats where they're holding them out. You know, <laughs> shoulder with legs. They were monsters. They were they were monsters. And the meat just peeled right out of the shells. I mean, it was, it's amazing. That was, that was the best thing I ate down there. It always that, is. You're making me so jealous. You know, that. did I put a picture of it on Instagram? I think I had it on the timeline. I think you did. Probably can't see it anymore. Yeah. But I probably got some more on there from back. I've been going to that. We've been going to that restaurant for years. Yeah. I mean, we found it just kind of by accident one day in family March vacation. Beach. Yeah, yeah, family vacation. And now we make a point to go there. Sometimes you know, I the, go twice a, <laughs> to yeah, twice a trip when I'm down there. The, um, We've, you know, we've eaten a lot of seafood along the coast, um, Florida, you know, a lot of places. Orange Beach. Their restaurants, hands down. I don't know if it's, I don't know what it is. There's one, there's one group down there that owns several restaurants. They got the Cobalt, Cosmos, Cosmos yeah, you know, and that other little restaurant, Luna's. They yeah. got, but they own, you know, a couple different restaurants, but every one of them's got something a little bit different. And all their fish is awesome. Yes. The Cosmos, they have a banana uh, banana leaf wrapped sea bass. It is amazing. It's excellent. It's amazing. And then Cobalt, I always get like the pecan-crusted redfish, and it is awesome. Crab cakes. I mean, best crab, crab cakes. Best crab cakes you can get. Yeah. yeah. Now, there's another restaurant we went to while we're talking about them. It's Fisher's, I think it's Fisher's by the Bay or something like that. And it's we a white tablecloth. A little bit fancier, here. but we sat outside by the dock. You know, they had outdoor seating, a little different menu. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. I mean, you know, it was was July, so it was warm. But but you got to see everybody coming off the boats at the marina, you know. We saw Daddy from Party Down South. He he come by. Oh, really? He thought, hey, Daddy. I don't know. I guess he said he watches the show. Oh, he knew. He was yeah. out, he'd been out working on a boat. I guess he ain't partying. He wasn't partying. He was working down south. <laughs> he tried to get him to funnel a beer. <laughs> what did he say? He said he's too tired. But yeah, so but we had um and I had some swordfish tacos there. That was their catch of the day. It was swordfish. If you wanted it grilled or blackened, it was swordfish. If you wanted it fried, it was sheep's head. And I tried what? To, yeah, it was sheep's head. It's a fish called man, it's ugly. You need to look that fish up. Okay, it's got teeth. It's got like human teeth. It looks so oh, weird. No. But the fish, the fish was really good. I mean, it's a really Did you great try eating the fish. Yeah. Fish. So you got it was just a. I mean, it's just a mild white fish. Yeah. Was, they fried it over. I forget what they did with it. It was like some kind of risotto or and a, oh man, they had a like a black eyed pea. Uh, not a salsa, but it was kind of like a top. You see the teeth yeah. on that thing. Isn't it crazy looking? Yes. It's an ugly fish. I don't know which one looks uglier, the Kobe or the sheep's head. I don't know. That sheep's head's pretty. The teeth on it are weird. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah. Um, but the swordfish is good. And I yeah. had so what did they do on the tacos? Um, it was just blackened swordfish with a little bit of slaw and a dressing. It was very okay. simple. Nothing. Nothing too crazy. Yeah, nothing crazy at Balanced, all. But it was just good. Delicious. Good tasting yeah. fish. 
And swordfish, you know, sometimes I'm a little skeptical about it, but it was good. I've had a bad experience with swordfish, especially down there. The last time I had, um, we went to Fisher's, I ordered the swordfish. Yeah. And it was like a filet, you know, and they had. They had that as well. They blackened it or pan fried it or something, and it was very good. But they do a good job. And we, uh, one thing they had on the menu, boiled peanuts. Really? Yeah. And they were like a Cajun bowl. Peanuts. They Did y'all order them? Yeah, we had to get them because I mean, Jamie, Jamie doesn't like bold peanuts. I said, man, you got to try these. Let's let's try them. He still wasn't a fan of, but I thought they were good. Yeah, they were spicy. They had them. They had them spiced up, and they burn you. They had I some don't like fire to it, but it had a lot of. I guess whatever seasoning. I'm, I'm guessing it was like a crab bowl they put in there because it had you know how that clove essence, essence mm-hmm. of clove and the spices and all that, and had the juice in there. They were good. They just gave you like a little platter of bold peanuts. Yeah. It was a good bit for four people. I mean, heck yeah. For an appetizer. It was like, I called it Cajun Ed Amame. That's what it was. That's what it tastes. I love boiled peanuts. We yeah. grew up eating them. I do too. I like boiled peanuts. I don't like the kind they you see in gas stations now. They come no. out of a can, they put them in a the big kettle looking thing and serve yeah. them. They think They're those are good. They're kind of soggy. And you got to get soggy. fresh raw peanuts and boil them, you know. With just salt. Salt and water really, yeah. Yeah, probably really all you need. But I like them spicy too. Yeah. You could add a little kick. Mm-hmm. Donna's Fruit Stand does them good mm-hmm. down there on 49. Warm, yes. Your hometown. Um, Every time I'm by there and it's open, I always get a pound or two. I don't like them cold, though. I mm-hmm. like them when they're still hot, yeah. you know, fresh out of the, the pot. You get them in a brown paper bag. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the way they serve them. It's got like a plastic liner in it, but they put it in the paper bag. No, they put the plastic around the paper bag. Mm-hmm. Is that what it is? I think so. Um, anywhere else you ate in Orange Beach that was good? We ate breakfast at the Ruby Slipper. And that's, I think it's a New Orleans joint. Like, they've got a few... Different locations, yeah. but it, it does. I think they do breakfast and brunches. All they close it like a, you know, one or two every day. But man, they had um, eggs Benedict. They were out of this world, and they had like a mix and match. Their special of the day was a crab cake Benedict, and then also Come had in. they had a. It was a not a pastrami corned beef Benedict. I got it. You could like pick two, you know, if you wanted mm-hmm. to. Try them. So they gave you, and they did it instead of doing it on a muffin, they did it on a biscuit, which was really good. Egg was cooked perfect. And I got the corned beef, and then I got another one that was like St. Charles chicken or something like that. It's pretty much uh, some piece of fried chicken thigh or something with the egg and the sauce over it. But with that, uh, which one was better? The corned beef because they did a horseradish, um, hollandaise over it. And so it wasn't strong, so was the, but it had a really good flavor. The hollandaise, you know, the sauce they yeah. put over the top. Did they use that same hollandaise for the chicken? No, it was totally, it was just, I think that was just like a standard hollandaise on it. That's interesting. It was I good. like the idea of using the biscuit because a lot of times when I use the muffin or when you get it with the muffin, it's too hard. Yeah. I don't it's know if tough. that's Yeah, it's yeah, tough. Texture of it. But yeah. I like the, the kind biscuit, of southern yeah. eggs Benedict. Yeah. I like that. And I hate it when the eggs ever cooked. Yeah. Know? They were, they had the poached egg to perfection. Yeah. And I don't, I think I took some pictures. I have to look and see at my phone if I took pictures of it because I wanted to, I busted it open and it was kind of running and that's like, oh, that's a cool pic. So yeah. I, but I was ready to dive in. So I just snapped <laughs> one. I don't know what it looked like, but that was really good. That was, I'd go back there. That was our, that's, so that was last week. Yeah. That's where you were all last week mm-hmm. fishing on the back. How was the trip? It was great. Fishing. First day, <coughs> excuse me, was a little, we were on a smaller boat, so it kind of, little rocky up front, but it wasn't bad. We went a yeah. long ways out. We went like 30 miles out. This boat was scooting. Anybody man. get sick? No, no, no sick, no sick. Not this time. <laughs> All of us did fine, but we did drama mean up. I mean, it don't bother me, but. Yeah. Did got, you drama mean up? I took like a half of one yeah. the night before, and then the next morning I think I took a quarter of one. I was fine. It wasn't wasn't nothing bad. special. But caught fish, and the next day we went out on a bigger boat, and we didn't have to go as far. Man, that captain, the wild orange. Y'all go check him out if you want to catch monster snapper out of Zeke's Marina. I think it was in Orange Beach. That's the place to go. And what was the name of it? The Orange. The Wild Orange. The Wild the Orange. Yeah. And that captain on that boat, he had, that le- he had his a deck hand was 11 years old. And it was his stepson. <laughs> but, man, that kid didn't miss a beat. He did everything he'd want him to. Kept all the poles rigged. 
You know, he would take the fish out, put them in the live well. He'd get you bait if you wanted to bait <laughs> your own. He was a little 11-year-old, yeah, too. Yeah, but, man, he worked. And then he lugged all them fish off and hung them all up. That was that was what amazed me. You know, he's hanging all their fish up on the thing. We'd yeah. take pictures. And then he cleaned them all. He filleted them all for us. So <laughs> that was that was cool. I was like, man, I need to bring Michael down here let him see some work ethic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Learn from this yeah. kid a little bit. Yeah, he spend the summer with him on the boat. <laughs> He'll have a whole different appreciation for his. Heck, Yeah. <laughs> Well, I don't take nothing when no. you're working on a boat. He'd it, probably hey, love it. Well, he's, I mean, you ever think. since that fishing trip, he's been watching deep sea fishing videos oh, yeah. and fishing well, every day. Yeah, at the house, fishing yeah. Every, yeah. He's into it. Yeah, he's into it. He wants to go back, so we'll have to take him back sometime soon. Yeah, I'm definitely, I'm definitely want to go back there. I'll drum a mean up and give it one more shot. <laughs> you're gonna give? <laughs> I don't know if I want you to go on the boat. <laughs> It's miserable when somebody's sick, you know? <laughs> you weren't sick. No, but it's just, you can't do anything for anybody, you know? Yeah. It's like, they got to be sick. The only option is to take them back, and it's like, nope, <laughs> we ain't going back. <laughs> yeah, you can't go back. You ain't going back. You just have to tough it out, but it's miserable. <laughs> so, now we'll get back to seafood on the grill. So, that takes us back that takes to us seafood, back seafood on the grill. On the grill. And what all recipes did you want to talk about? Is that, like I said earlier, I did a bunch. Well, this past Tuesday, we did fish tacos. So, how did you do that? Let me those? start there. I took some of the fresh, um, so I froze all the fish and brought it home, vacuum sealed it. I didn't freeze it in water. Some people say, you know, and I've done it before, you put it in a Ziploc bag. Yeah. It does better vacuum sealed. So, so the water just to keep it from getting freezer burnt? I guess so, but we sucked it all, you know, sucked yeah, the air out. Yeah, once you vacuum seal it. And yeah. then, so I thawed it out. I just, you know, put it in the sink and a little bit of water, and it thaws out so fast, fillets. And um, I kept it easy. It out in, what, an hour? I put them, yeah, I put them, I, I took, you know, those larger cooling racks, we used to call them pork racks or whatever, put them over a metal pan and took those thawed-out fillets and just laid them out and then kind of patted them a little bit to get some excess moisture off and let them sit there and air dry. About half hour while the grill fired up. I cooked, um, I, I was doing them kind of, I don't know if you, it's not really, it's grilled, but it's kind of indirect grilled. I set the Memphis, uh, wood fire grill on 300. And that's and your so, pellet, that's yeah, pellet, pellet cooker. Pellet cooker. So if you're cooking, you want kind of a medium fire. I wasn't trying to sear these. I just wanted to get a good cook on them, on the fillets. Old the grate real good. Hit them with some grande. Grande Gringo. Grande Gringo season. So they have a little Mexican flair, but you could use whatever you want. And if you like, you got your favorite seafood seasoning, doesn't matter. That just you goes like that with tacos. a lot too. Yeah. Redfish magic. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, you could use you, hey, hot barbecue rub would be good on, them, on yeah. the grill like that. But then when the grill was 300, I just put them on there. Um, one side, about 15 minutes. These were fillets. They weren't skin, skin off. On. These were pure fillets, yeah. boneless, skinless fillets. And one side, about 15 minutes, carefully flipped them over because it had, you know, the seasons kind of seared on a little bit, flipped them over. Another 15 you minutes. flipped them over completely? Yeah, just one time. Yeah. And they started to flake. You could see the kind of that whitish liquid start oozing out. The 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 color of the the flesh kind of goes to real opaque and it kind of flakes real yeah. white. That's when they're done. You just don't want to overcook them. And it took about 30 minutes. Is all. I took them up, took them inside, and just let them hang out while we got the rest of the taco stuff ready. Mm-hmm. And I served them. We made an avocado crema. Yeah, and that's a recipe we've done before. Yeah, we use it on a brisket taco. Yeah, though. it's a couple avocados, some sour cream, some lime juice, some a chipotle pepper finely chopped up, that's a little bit it. of garlic, and that and season it with salt. That yeah. was it. And it's, it's just up. a souped up sour cream. That's all it is. Yeah. It has a little bit of avocado flavor. It's got a little heat, a little smokiness from yeah. the chipotle. It's good. Really good. The lime juice just brightens it and thins it down enough to where you can squeeze it out of a bottle real easy. And you made a homemade pico. Yeah. Because we had some fresh tomatoes and it was delicious. Tomatoes, onions, cilantro, jalapeno pepper finely diced, some more lime juice and seasoned it with a little salt and pepper is all it was. Yeah. It was really good. I was eating it it's with It's kind of like a tip. fresh salsa. Yeah. But not, you know, it's more, it's pico. Yeah. Know? It didn't so, have as much seasoning. Yeah. As yeah. salsa would. Right. Um, yeah, because really, most time you buy pico, it's it don't, they don't season it at all. Yeah, it's just but it the, needed a little bit, you know. But because that tomato is so fresh, it was garden grown tomatoes. It's real acidic. It, That's yeah, what I like it, about it. Yeah, it was so good. You could taste those fresh tomatoes in it. So you didn't really need a lot of seasoning yeah. in it. We hit I was on, eating it with chips. So what I did was take the spatula that I took the fish off with and bring it and put it on a plate and just kind of break it up a little bit. 
That way you can take some tongs and put a little piece of fish on your tortilla it shell. It almost broke up perfect in like little logs. Yeah, well, so, so <laughs> what I would do, go on your you know, they kind of have a line down the yeah. fillet, separate kind of top and bottom or whatever. And I'll just go right down the middle and then come back and just kind of half those in strips a little bit. So yeah. it makes a perfect little amount of fish for a taco. And we served them in little flour tortilla shells, the street taco size. Yeah. Those are, what, three-inch shells maybe? Probably. It's not, they're not half, very big. Maybe. I like them smaller. That way you can build them and have several of them try well, them different ways. I like ways. doing different things to mm-hmm. each one. We did pickled red onion. Yeah. And that, I just take a thinly sliced, you did it for me actually on a mandolin, thinly sliced red onion. And I take some cider vinegar, like one cup, pinch of salt, pinch of sugar, pinch of red pepper flakes. Put that on the stove top in a little pot, bring it to a boil. Mix all you know where the sugars dissolve, salts mixed in, and then I take and put all those onions like in a, in a heavier plastic cup. Pour that vinegar mixture over it and just let it sit, and okay. it'll turn them bright pink. That pulls all the color. I think it, it makes a real pretty presentation. Yeah. But the onions are man, they're crispy. They still have a little crunch to them, but they have that little bit of heat from the pepper, the vinegar. You know, the, but they're sweet. Brings out the sweetness in them. Excellent on tacos. Probably. As a top, I like them on pulled pork. Yeah, they're great. <laughs> Everything but, you can eat them alongside uh, vegetables too. Oh yeah, we, they're we good. We always keep pickled red onions in the. Uh, and you can do fridge. white onions too. You know, you can do white if they're you like them. Pretty. But the pink ones, just the way it makes them bright <laughs> pink, purplish color, it's just really it looks makes your food pop. Yeah, and then we had some extra cilantro and and slaw. Yeah, but we didn't. We just did a dry slaw, like you buy a bag of coleslaw from the uh, produce section. Don't mix anything with it. Because the little cabbage, you need the little cabbage crunch, and it's got carrots, and it has a little, what's the purple stuff, endive or whatever. Yeah. I mean, Radicchio. we have mixed up a slaw before yeah, to you use can. on it, but because we had the crema, that was that kind was of our creamy. Dressing. Yeah. You could have mixed that yeah. and made a cilantro And I bet it would have been really good. or whatever. But using yeah. avocados as part of your, you that's a good up. idea to use avocados as part of your um, salad dressing. Mm-hmm. You know, a little healthier alternative. That's right. Get some good fat in there and yeah. the bad fat. <laughs> Mix good fat with your bad fat. But that was fish tacos served with some black beans, a little uh, cilantro lime rice I did. And, Busted out and the corn. Margarita. Grilled some corn. Yeah. Oh, I didn't get a corn. You didn't need a corn? It was mm-hmm. good. It was yeah. fresh corn. We did those. On the, I mean, I just put them on the grill um, right along. With, yeah. You in just the, throw them filled the grill. Yeah, filled the grill. <laughs> that's it. And they're good. The, the, the outside, the husk protects it. So it steams in there. It's juicy. And as long as you don't overcook it, I mean, it's fine. You don't need much. You're really just warming it up. Yeah. I mean, it ain't really cooking that corn a whole lot. I wasn't to. trying to char grill it. Yeah. I was just letting it steam in there. So it's, it went on at 300, same time as the fish. In about 30 minutes, the corn was ready. When you pull it out and pull, it's almost like it makes it easier to shuck after Heck it's yeah, gotten all the hot silk comes steam, off of yeah. it. Yeah. Cause you can pull it off real quick and easy and it's good to go. That's an easy taco night. And I might have had, I don't even know if it took an hour to prep everything. Mm-hmm. You know, that was about it. The hardest part was all the chopping for your um, homemade pico. Yeah, yeah. That, that took longer than anything because <laughs> yeah. the fish was nothing. I mean, and you know, you could do that with catfish. You could do it with any kind of fish. Yeah. Any kind of white fish would be, hey, they don't really don't matter. You could do it with salmon if you wanted to. I'm yeah. not, I'm not a huge salmon you know, taco guy. But- salmon has more of a flavor that, I feel like other white fishes would do, would do there's, better. You know, there's one one place For I've tacos. had a salmon s taco, and it wasn't salmon. It still had trout, but that's a lot like salmon. And it's at um, what's Elwood Shack in Memphis. It is very good. Awesome fish tacos. Yes. Man, somebody, I forget who told me. I think it was Blake told me about those. Yeah. And, uh, man, they're so worth the drive up there. If you're in Memphis and you want something different, go to Elwood's and get a fish taco. And it is a shack. It's called Elwood Shack, but mm-hmm. it is a shack. And it's in like the parking lot. Lowe's. Of, of, Home yeah. Depot or something. Yeah, off Perkins. <laughs> is it Perkins in a summer area, yeah. I think? Didn't we see Jerry Lawler in there? No, it was Jerry. Sid Vicious. Sid Vicious. <laughs> <laughs> it's like O'Sid. He was there eating fish tacos. Sid knows what's up. He knows what's up, yeah. <laughs> um, we also had used to have some good fish tacos from that one Mexican joint, but they were Baja fish tacos. Um, yeah. And those were like lightly fried. That's how I, that was my first, you know, first fish taco I probably ever had was Dos Equis fish tacos on the border. Yeah. That was probably my first experience. I said, man, these, they were pretty good back in the day. I wouldn't go there now, but there's too many other good authentic places to go to. Yeah. Or, 
Americanized authentic, I guess you'd call it. But uh, the ones that you were talking about, they took, and I bet I guarantee it was tilapia. And I'm not a huge fan of tilapia, but when you go to Mexican restaurant, it's probably what they're giving you. Yeah, I'm sure. And but they battered them like a. It's a light batter. It's not heavy, but it. I'm sure. It's it's kind of, it's not like a panko, you know. It's like a batter. yeah. That's what I was saying. It's almost like a tempura batter. Yeah, that kind of thin, not like a you know fish and chips type batter. Which yeah. is thick. It's more like a tempura, but they did them on tacos, and they do the some kind of crema with theirs too. Yeah, it's really good. It's like a southwestern. And they style have some crema. type of slaw and. Um, it's real simple. Something like pickled red onions or something on there. But it's it's awesome like three too, elements yeah. on there. Um, the other redfish tacos that you have on the website, you use redfish on it, but you actually um, you made it almost a nest. You use cilantro and limes and jalapenos. That's, yeah, and see that that was. I and kinda, I think you did it on the big green egg. I got that inspiration to cook on that nest from when Lambert did that chicken on the red box. Yeah. How he built it, so I said, "Man, that'd be a great way to do fish because." A lot of times you'll have trouble or people have trouble. And I've experienced it too, where fish wants to stick yes. on the grill. So um, lot, you'll see us cook it with skin on sometimes to help prevent that. Cause if the skin sticks, you don't care. But if you've got boneless skinless fillets, like I cooked this past week, that nest really works. You don't have to flip it. You can just, you know, put whatever kind of herbs you want down slices of lemon, Orange, and then lay your fish on top of that and let and it cool. And jalapenos used. Yeah, yeah. I used jalapenos all kinds of stuff Jalapenos slice it. long ways, you know. And put it in there. So it gets some flavor from that. That stuff kind of takes the brunt of the heat, it, you know, and, and it's letting the fish get some absorption from the oils releasing and that stuff and whatever you've got it laying on, but it's also cooking from the top side too. And it's keeping and it's, it from sticking. It keeps it from sticking. You can yeah. scoop it right out and, man, goes right to it. And it redfish looks cool. is Redfish is really good. It's a... I guess you catch them more on inshore fishing than you do deep sea fishing, but man, it's a good eating fish too. Um, I love I love redfish on half shell. You well, that was red snapper. The one I did on that was it snapper too? Yeah. Okay, wasn't just redfish. Yeah, it was red snapper. I knew I've done some redfish recipes too. I thought that one you did on the half shell. Okay, and directly on the grate. You've also turned the grill grates over, you know. To make them flat. To make it kinda, flat. Yeah, yeah. And then you laid lemons and limes and did a barbecue catfish where you put the barbecue. Oh, I remember barbecue, that one. Yeah. Or you put the catfish fillet on top of the lemon and limes. And then you, um, I wrote it down here. Uh, you glazed it with a barbecue butter glaze. <laughs> Do That's you been remember? a while you since did, I did that. But you, you drizzled that barbecue butter glaze on top of that catfish as it was cooking on those lemons and limes. It was some good stuff. Wasn't you served it? it with a pineapple slaw. Yeah. Did we do a, a taco with that too? Uh-uh. It was just a. You, know, you just had a fillet of fish. It was a barbecue yeah, yeah, catfish, yeah. is what you called it. Mm. Barbecue Man, grilled I catfish. Now. I know. You go back and do that one. I, was know. I, I did that at the old house, didn't I? No, I is think it, it was the new house. house? Yeah. Man, that's been a while. I but it was really, yeah. really good. I remember that. You know, probably my favorite. Now this one. I'll blow you away and people don't believe me a lot of times how good it is. It's crab legs on the smoker. They are I would rather have them on the smoker than any other way. You know, I the steamer does them it, good. I ain't yeah. gonna lie. It kind of steams them in a way. It does make them steam in their own juices. That's what makes them so good. And the air movement in there brittles up that shell really nice to where you know, a lot of times you get crab legs out. I don't know if they're steamed or they boil them or whatever they do. And you got to break them and they're just, they go to mush. They don't want to break. Yeah. Yeah. When you do them on the smoker, they get all that benefits of the steam inside the shell, steaming the meat, bringing it back. But then you get the, the flavor of the smoke you're using and the air moving around it dries that shell out. So it's more brittle. And so when you bust them, it's like the dead gum commercial you'd see on TV. <laughs> the Red, like Red Lobster. Lobster. Yeah. When it's crab leg season at Red Lobster, and they show you that big piece. Red Lobster ain't never seen a crab leg like that. <laughs> but on the commercial, they make it look good. And that's what they do. They bust out and you pull out a, a piece of, you know, snow crab leg that's six inches long and you got some melted butter to dip it in. Well, my favorite part oh. is you will baste them as they're cooking. And so the and butter, people the, will say, oh, they don't do anything. You just put it on the outside. Try it. It, it gets yeah. in there. The flavor gets in there. I don't know if it gets on the shell. And as I'm eating it, it's getting on my hands and it's getting on the meat. I don't know. What, it's good. It is good. <laughs> it's hands down the easiest and best way to cook crab legs. Yes. It really is. And it'll take, what, 35 yes. minutes tops? 
You just got to go buy. So you just buy a box of crab legs from I bought Kroger. Kroger. Yeah, yeah. like I got the Baron C to go to. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we got them from Kroger. I think it's, I don't know, five pound box. Yeah, it's, it's a, a substantial yeah, box. it's a good bit of crab legs. How much does that box like that run? I guess it depends on fifty bucks. No, they're usually you can. I mean, sometimes they put them on sale for nine ninety nine a pound. Okay. So you know what's that? Oh, okay. Fifty bucks. Yeah. Fifty bucks can get you a box of crab legs usually. And you can feed a lot of people with you know. There's probably know. three to four people. I think those they're not they're probably six ounce clusters, so that'd be you know two and a half clusters a pound. So you're looking at you know ten twelve. Somewhere in that range, probably twelve to twelve to fifteen clusters, depending on what size they yeah. are, in that box. So, if you think I, I would say, <laughs> like when you order them, at, like when I ordered them at the steamer, you got three clusters of, or two clusters of crab legs and a half pound of roll reds. So that's a meal, you know. Yeah. I mean, it, hey, so what you do then is you put your crab legs on your smoker and then get you a pan of shrimp. Yes, this is what I was going to go to next. <laughs> Barbecue shrimp on the grill or smoked shrimp. You call shrimp. it smoked shrimp. Yeah. They're, man, they're easy and they're good too. It's and like, all this cooks in 30 minutes. Less than that. Yeah. Seafood doesn't take long. Yeah. And it was so easy. Like, there's no prep work for these crab legs or smoked shrimp. You get your shrimp. So, how do you smoke this shrimp in the pan? Like well, that? I take, first off, just put them in the pan and thaw them out. You want thawed shrimp. What do you, what kind of shrimp I, are you looking for? Tail I want, peeled? The way, I don't, I mean, you can, you can get them with shell on. I usually buy them, uh, peeled, deveined, tail on. That's how I like to buy them. 16 to 20 count. So it's a big shrimp. Yeah. I probably consider them extra large, but if you can't get 16 to 20, get like the, you know, 2025s or 2125s or whatever they're called. You want a decent size shrimp because the little ones cook down to nothing. Yeah. And, and the the 16 to 20 is a perfect size. Put them in the pan, season them with whatever you want to season them with. I use barbecue rub on that one. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. But the trick is the butter. You got to have the butter and the Worcestershire lemon, and, and lemon juice, and that's it, and parsley. You mix all that up. So it's kind of a take on uh, New Orleans style barbecue shrimp. You know, you got that Worcestershire flavor and you got the, the butter. That's what yeah. makes it. And th- you put those in there. I don't even know if I melt, did I melt the butter or just break it up and put it in a pan and let the heat melt it, I think. I, I don't and remember you stir that. You can do it about, either way. After 15 minutes, you go out there, you stir it a little, you toss them around, make sure the shrimp's cooking on all sides. Another 15 minutes, they're done. Yeah. Then your crab legs are done. And so you take that butter and you, you know, get all your shrimp out, pour that butter up in a bowl, and that's what you dip everything <laughs> back in. Oh, man. You get that? Uh, you're making me hungry. Oh, yeah. It's going to... I'm telling you, man, it's worth the drive to Orange Beach. We've done that for your um, mother for, I don't know if it was her birthday or Mother's Day, because she loves crab legs and shrimp, and we did exactly that. We invited everybody over, did crab legs, smoked shrimp, and I think we did maybe coleslaw and You don't need much else to go. Corn. I think I did corn Corn, and sausage. Maybe something like that, yeah. Like a low country bowl. Kind of, yeah. And we just sat on the table, and everybody got down. (laughs) Man, it's so good. It really is. I mean, it's easy, it's so easy to do a seafood feast that way. Mm-hmm. And thirty minutes. Yep. No prep. There is no prep. Thawing the seafood out. I mean, now if you want to draw but make drawn butter, so you can clarify some butter and stuff like that. But I like using the butter. Just a good. I use you know like what's that Land of Lakes black box? It's supposed to be European style. Yeah. Put two sticks of that in there, and that's all the dipping butter you need. They usually put that on sale. I like the Lando Lakes um, sea salt and olive oil. olive oil. Yeah, that's a good one, oh, too. That one's delicious. Um, you've also done smoked blue crabs. Yeah, I got those from that uh, Maryland. Off the dock, no, I think. No. No, they come from. Uh, I'd have I to look it up. I forget. There's something point. But anyway, they've sent those to me as like a bushel of blue crabs, and they were all right. I'm, we don't. I don't eat a lot of blue crabs because, man, it's a ton of work. If you went to a crab eating, like you're at a restaurant or something on the dock and they got them and you can sit out there and drink beer and, you know, throw the newspaper out and they bring them to you and all that. But do them at home. It's a lot of that gum work it for is. it. Um, and I, I, I think it's what you get used to because I imagine people that aren't used to eating crawfish would say the same thing about yeah, crawfish. Yeah, I love well, crawfish yeah. now. I ain't figured out a way to do them live on the smoker yet. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, the Buller Plate crab. That was it, Buller Plate, yeah. Out of Virginia. Now, I'll tell you what I did get from them that was amazing was those big Chesapeake oysters. Yes. 
and doing char-grilled oysters. We ate a ton of them just raw. Yeah. I mean, you shucked them shuck all. Them. I had to learn how to shuck oysters. I never shucked oysters. They sent us a bushel of those, and we shucked them, and we ate some raw, and then I made some. The uh, We did – how many different ways did I do char-grilled? I know I did – like just a barbecue style with butter and, you know, the seasonings and stuff. I also did the uh, Rockefeller style yes, with the spinach. And those and really those good. are really we good. We didn't make a video on that one. Oh, we did. We just, mm-hmm. oh man, did we do a blog post or anything? No. I got to redo that one then <laughs> because they were really good. And, you know, that's part of the world foods. I'm doing, just so happens, I'm doing seafood and world foods this year. I want to do something different. So, so me and you could cook in the kitchen stadium again. And so the first round, you have to do a structured build and a signature dish or whatever. The structured build, you have to, it has to be what they tell you. So you, so we're having to use char grilled oysters, some kind of dish. So that's what I'm going to, we got, I need to get some oysters to start working. Yeah. Well, I know how to shuck them now. That's right. They're already going to be shucked. We'll have to do that. But when we buy some, I'll have That's to That's what I'm saying when we try it at home. Um, one thing, when we, I remember when we were shucking those oysters, we found little tiny, was it crabs in the yeah, oysters? Inside. Yes. <laughs> yeah, inside. Yeah. And it, they say that they're a delicacy. When you find those, they're like a delicacy and you should you know, eat them. Eat them. Do you really? remember that? I didn't eat one. Did you? Yeah, I tried yeah, it. Yeah. How was it? I mean, just ate it. Was it alive still? Yeah, they were little babies. Yeah, just chomp them down. Huh? <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> Well, they told us that those are delicacies and people go crazy, you know. If they find them in yeah. there. Yeah, and you only, we only found a few. Yeah. So I had to try one. Those were, they the Chesapeake oysters were good. Yeah. They were monsters. They were big. And you used, um, you did butter, a little Romano cheese, some garlic, lemon, Italian parsley, and AP rub. That was it. That was it. Did I do a video? Or yes. Just, oh, okay. I thought I did. On those, kind of a char grill. Yeah. But we also They're did simple. A- Man, char-grilled oysters, it don't get any easier than that. As long as you get good oysters. You throw them on the grill, and you can make up different sauces or butters mm-hmm. and put whatever you want on them. It doesn't take them long to cook. By the time the butter starts sizzling and melting good, the yes. oyster's done. They don't, they don't take it long to cook. Yes. And you also fried some oysters. Now, those I did. You did kind were, of a surf and turf. It was, with that, it was my take on Kelly English's surf and turf at Iris, where I took the strip and split it. And deep fried those oysters and made that blue cheese kind of dressing for the salad and everything and drizzled up. Oh man. It was delicious. That's one of my favorite steak dishes at a restaurant. I remember eating. I don't that. even know if it still got on a menu. I know I heard he retooled his menu. You know, they closed for a little I while. He we took it said, off and put it back. You know, I need to find out. Yeah. It's been a long time since I've had that. Hey, we could go there tonight. My birthday's coming up. <laughs> <laughs> Can't go tonight. Got a reservation. Um, you all, you're not a big fan of salmon. No, you know, I've had it. The reason being. You like the I've, beef or salmon. I've had salmon when it's so fishy that it tastes like cat food to me. And, and so every time I eat it, I'm always hesitant. And and so there's been times I've had good salmon. And it's like, oh, man, it doesn't get any better than this. You know, it doesn't taste like fish at all. Especially like smoked salmon or, you know, or really good salmon. And then the last time that beef for salmon was, in fact, the last recipe that we used some on. And it wasn't, you know, I got it at Kroger, but it tasted, it didn't taste like fish at all. Uh-huh. It was just it tastes like steak kind of Yeah, cooked on that thing. And it was good. But then I've got some fillets. I even did the recipes I've screwed up the worst is when I've done salmon and tried to cure it. And it just tastes like cat food. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to you, eat. There was one recipe and this is like yeah, one of our first recipes where you did a smoked salmon. You bought a whole salmon and smoked it, and it was oh horrible. About <laughs> made me puke. Now I'm just thinking about it. A mouse, you know how your mouth starts watering? Uh, it was terrible. I wouldn't feed it to a cat. It was terrible. Would you try that again? Because I love Yeah, no, uh, the best I've done is I've done it on planks. And I made the little yeah, sweet sauce. Yeah. The, the, I think it was a maple sauce or molasses sauce well, to go on two. it. You did and that one. was really good. You did one where you just did it on the Traeger. You didn't use the planks, and it was yeah. a molasses glazed salmon. That one was good. Yes, and then you did one on the cedar, or is it the cedar planks? Mm-hmm. And it was used a honey balsamic glaze. And those were good one. too. Those, yeah. are, I mean, those were both of those were times I just got good salmon. Yeah, and it was just a nice little fillet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but when I tried to buy that big fillet, <laughs> I want you to try yeah. that again. I don't know where that. I think that came from Sam's. It did. And yeah, I'm kind of suspect on Sam salmon. 
Like, I don't know where Kroger got theirs, but it was good that the past few times I've got it. But I love a good smoked salmon, like a when you go for a brunch or something. Yeah, yeah. I love smoked salmon. And it's not fishy. Yeah. And they serve it with the capers and the little cut up red onion. And yes. They usually have like a little dill sauce or yes. something. Yeah. Or some cream cheese or something. Mm, right. Yeah. yeah. Well, on a bagel, it's really good. Mm-hmm. We got that somewhere recently. It was, I thought it was good. It was a Peabody. Yeah. Yeah. It was good smoked salmon. Um, you also have several shrimp recipes. We Can't like shrimp around it. the house. Yep. One I remember doing was at Po' Boy. Yes. Where I did skewered grilled shrimp, and they don't get any easier than that. But, oh. You seasoned them, and then you basted them with a barbecue shrimp sauce as they yep. cooked. And then made a Po' Boy sandwich yeah. out of it. It's like so you, killer Po' Boy, too. You skewered the shrimp to make it easier to grill. Turn, yeah. yeah. And a lot of times, you'll see people run two skewers through shrimp because, you know, they'll run them side by side. Uh-huh. It'll keep them to where you can pick them up. Flip. They don't, you know, pick up one skewer and they want to flip around they and roll spin. And rotate, yeah, but yeah. if you put two in there, they're easier to do. Yeah. So that's the only thing. That's the only reason you're skewering them. Yeah. Now, two more come to mind that are that are really appetizers that are really good. It's when I did the stuffed bacon wrap shrimp. Did you put that one on there? I did. That, well, that was what I turned in from FSMA. Yes. And it did good. It was like twelfth this in year, top wasn't it? T- yeah. 20, yeah. 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 It was good. And it was kind of a last minute deal. <laughs> it was kind of like, oh crap, we signed up for seafood and we don't have anything to do. Right. And so we decided to do the, you know. With those, I buy the biggest shrimp you can find. I like the Colossals. And I think they're 12 to 16 or whatever you can find usually. Well, we couldn't find even yeah. We couldn't find a huge shrimp. We couldn't find time. the biggest yeah. one. So we did what we had. They were 1620s. Yeah. But I took them and butterflied them. So they're peeled, deveined, tail on, butterfly them. With the, just take a, you know, Take your knife and come from the back and kind of make a thin cut and open it up. It gives you a place to stuff. And then we took cream cheese. Um, what do we mix it with? Chives, um, hot sauce maybe. Or Captain Rodney's. One Captain of the Rodney's, Rodney's, yes. Kind of give it a little sweet, tangy we, element. Well, we added the Captain Rodney's to the outside too. Yes, and glazed it back yeah. with it. So you take that mixture, let it get back stiff, take a spoon of it, put it inside the shrimp. Take a half a strip of bacon, but didn't we we cooked the bacon. We pre cooked the bacon mm-hmm. a little that way because the whole thing is when you wrap shrimp with bacon, if you use raw bacon, by the time you get the bacon cooked, that shrimp's going to be rubbery. It's going to taste like a rubber band. It's going to be so tough. But if you'll pre cook your bacon about what fifteen minutes, I think in the recipe I did, yeah, fifteen minutes you it gives it, it a head start. So it's still pliable. Yeah, it's still real floppy bacon. Yeah. I mean, I'd want it more done than that to eat it. Yeah, but it's perfect because you've given it the head start. So once you wrap it around the shrimp and you put it back on the grill, in 15, 20 minutes, that bacon's brown. And you know, yeah, and that's about how long those cook. It wasn't mm-hmm. 30 and minutes I, tops with the glaze rack. and everything. I used a chicken rack and set my little pieces of shrimp wrapped in bacon. And skewer them? I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we just, that's what I used the, the chicken rack Because you don't flip them. Uh-uh. Seam down. You want to make sure the seam is down when you lay them down on seam the Seam down. And I kind of, on the chicken rack, I kind of went ahead and um, – Positioned them just like I was putting them in the box, you know, because I wanted them to cook and be pretty right, with the right. big tail up, you know, mm-hmm. like that, the bacon wrapped and the tail up and just sitting there on the rack and using the rack makes it easy to move around. You don't, you know? yeah, you're not fighting them. You're not fighting them. You're not moving them anywhere. And then we glaze that with, did we use the peach one or? I don't remember? remember if it was tequila lime or the. And all of them are good. They're yeah. all good. You brush that on during the last few minutes, let them glaze up. And it makes a really unbelievable appetizer. The only thing is, man, you better do a bunch, a bunch because they're <laughs> going to go. They are going to go. But if you've never had them, they're really good. And we did the shrimp dip. And yeah. so it's like a hot cream cheese based seafood, you know, with the shrimp in it dip that's really, really good on the smoker. You're doing an iron skillet. Mm-hmm. And I did that for the holidays. You did that, that for like a Christmas yeah, party. Party recipe. We serve it. Serve, you can serve it. We did it the same time like. we did the smoked um, sausage cheese balls. So let's go back over what all was in the in the cream cheese shrimp dip. Okay. Hold on. I know I probably took some jack cheese and shredded it up. I know there was green onions in it. You can pull it up. But what I like to serve it with is like uh, Christini's mm-hmm. makes a better better chip. And you could use anything. Yeah, I mean tortilla chips, corn chips. Uh-uh. You can start crackers and make a good and- make a good cracker dip. So in your Creole shrimp dip, you use a pound of shrimp. 
You could substitute crawfish if you like to do a crawfish cream. You chew. cooked it on the. Um, you took your shrimp. You diced it. Did it on PK, I think. Didn't I? Yes, you took your shrimp. You diced it. You threw it in the cast iron skillet with some butter. Um, I used your raw shrimp. Yes, lemon. And did those. Got them cooked Developed a little that bit. Flavor, yep. and then you added everything else to that pot, started around. You know, I've done that a cheating way where you use pre-cooked shrimp. Yeah. They're already fully cooked. And then you just throw them in the cheese mixture, mix it up and roll. So yeah, you if, can if do you, that. Yeah. If you want, if, if you want a quick version, all you're doing is warming up cheese at that point. You can even do that in the oven. But you had garlic. It was butter, garlic, parsley, a white wine, some king crawl, king creole, crawl seasoned, creole seasoned, and yeah, white wine. Yep. Lemon juice, cream cheese, cobble jack, mozzarella, parmesan, sour cream, mayo, and then um, green onion or parsley for There's garnish. There's no way that can be bad, is it? <laughs> There's no way that's bad. The only thing and you can do it in the oven. Don't that's, burn yourself. It's really when a, that comes out. Yeah, it's uh, really a recipe you could do in the oven in the house. Yeah, that's what it's probably meant for. But yeah, I, you know me, I'm gonna do everything on the grill I can. You can do it on anything, as long as you got a heat source. You've also done some grilled lobster tails, and I'm not a big fan of lobster. Really? I had a good one this past weekend. Did you? They had the captain's platter. You know, I had to get in the captain's platter. When we got off the boat, it was, uh, man, it was a half, it was a lobster tail. It was a piece of grouper that they blackened. It was some shrimp, and it was some scallops, all on one platter with like a baked potato and a it salad. It was all grilled and stuff? Yeah, all, all, oh, yeah, all grilled, everything. And man, it was good. But the lobster was cooked perfect. Yeah. So a lot of times with lobster, it wasn't rock lobster. Uh, no, it was it was a little main lobster tail. So it was a small one, you know. Yeah. But it was good. It was cooked perfect. And uh, what I did with them is split them in half when I had those mains, the whole lobsters. Yeah. Split them in half, make up a butter, and start grilling them. And basically, you just baste them like I do the crab legs until the lobster's done. And then bust it out of there. And it's some good eating. It was pretty good. Like you I like that one better than most. I like that one better than most. But it's because lobster is so easy to overcook. And it gets tough, just like any scallop or, or shrimp or anything. It gets tough. And so a lot of times, most places overcook it, unless you get it perfectly cooked. And I've even, we've bought some high-dollar plateaus at some restaurants, yeah. and they put lobster on it. And, yeah, it's, it looks great, but the lobster's tough. And it's overcooked. So you really got to watch it when you're doing lobster. Keep it, yeah. Oh, that's seafood in general. In general, yeah. 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 You can. That's where you mess it up. People mess their seafood up by not getting fresh seafood. So it turns them off because it's got a fishy taste, which, Mm -hmm. hey, I've been there. And then also you overcook it. Yeah. Thinking, you know, thinking it needs to cook more. But most of it you can eat right out of the sea. Yeah. You know, so it doesn't take much cooking. Um, And you've also done some. uh, but the grilled lobster tails, pretty much, you're cooking them just like you do the crab legs. Exactly yeah. the same. You don't, you're not turning them or anything. They're just cooking. You're sitting there basting them until they're done. And any kind of shellfish like that lets you know. It's got kind of a built-in looks because it turns bright red. The skin, the the, yeah. the flesh turns opaque. It's white. And then the, the shells or the outside of it turns bright red. It happens with shrimp, lobster, crab. All of them do it. And fish just kind of gives you an it indicator, too. too. It yeah, flakes. It, flakes too. It, it gives you um, – you also did the scallops in parchment paper. Now, that's a fun one to do. And I, and we've actually – that was a recipe that came from a buddy of ours that used to cook with us a long time ago. Um, he's He's gone. He's passed away now. But Andy had that. He'd come up with that recipe. And, man, we killed it one year at Lakeland Fun mm-hmm. Fest. Uh, he with, went. He won several trophies with, with that, that lobster, lobsters and paper. I forget the no, French. scallops and scallops and paper. yeah, papillon or however they yeah. say it. But it was uh, so he took parchment paper and kind of cut out a heart shape, and then he bought um, man big scallops. Were they UTNs? I think they yeah, are. The, what whatever they the right diver here. scallops are, the big ones. And you put them in there with all these different. Um, you use sun dried tomatoes, mm-hmm. garlic, uh, shallot, Butter. parsley, lemon, olive oil. Salt and pepper. And that was it. Mm-hmm. And so you put, you mix all that up, put it over the scallops, put them in the paper, and you start crumbling it, you know, around, crimpling up the edges all the way around. It makes a little envelope. And you just set those on the grill, indirect heat, and the paper will kind of blow up and it'll start turning brown. And it doesn't take, what, 15, 20 minutes? How did yep, it, I it put says a time? 20 minutes. Yep, to cook them. They're easy You're to cooking, do. It said you cooked indirect 375 for 20 minutes. 20 minutes. And you take them out and you bust that paper and the steam comes out. 
and everything in there, it kind of creates its own dipping sauce in those scallops, and they're just flaking apart. And you really could add anything into that little pouch. Oh, yeah. You could put, yeah, you could do fish in there like that if you wanted to. It'd be like a steamed fish. I've ordered fish like that. You you could put a lot of stuff in there and play with the different flavors of it. But the thing is, when you serve it, you always serve it in the paper. And that way, whoever's eating it takes their knife and busts it open. And they get that aroma, and then they got all the juice to dip it back in. I mean, it goes with any How kind of vegetables or rice. How did he serve it when he turned it in? We, um, we left it in the paper. We busted it open for him, though, yeah. so they would know it was in there. But that was how he would do it. And it wouldn't, we didn't we didn't know how to build boxes back then. We were just putting it in the – we didn't garnish it much. We just you know put our envelopes in there with all the good scallops. and They spoke for themselves. I mean, it was really, really good. I don't really like scallops that much. Um, there's something else. They usually get overcooked, and they have a bad texture, and – and you don't know if you're eating shark sometimes. <laughs> no, have you seen that? I don't mind eating sharks. Have you seen that? How they make shark. the faux scallops? And they've uh-huh. got like it's like this big tool. And it's got all these circles in it, and they'll go down some some shark that they probably beat to death with a club or something. <laughs> caught a tuna <laughs> really? net or something, and they'll put that meat and it'll just like cookie cutter it out, and it looks like little scallops. With, and that, they sell it. Oh, notorious! Yeah, I've seen it. You gotta watch it, like imitation scallop. That's like uh, have you ever ate imitation crab? Oh yeah! It's a lot of times they say white fish. Sometimes it's that's shark the only too. crab I ever ate. Really? Up. <laughs> Imitation crab. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, other white fish. They don't taste bad. Imitation crab. I've had some. That's you know. I've used it for crab dips and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> you sit at Chinese restaurants and make it that seafood delight. Yeah, cheesy seafood delight. I used to love Imitation that stuff. crab in it. You like shark? You didn't even know it. No. <laughs> Shark and cod. Hey, I'm not opposed to eating something oh, yeah. <laughs> as long as it's done well. Yeah, I'm with you. So that's the thing with the scallops. If if it's done well, I like it. But other than that, you know, I don't like the texture when it gets overcooked. Yeah, I've had some when I try to skewer them. Or the, I've had some really good scallops that are seared, but, man, it's so easy to mess them up. And when you think you're going to wrap those in bacon and cook them until the bacon's done, there's no way. Uh-uh. You can't eat those scallops. Bacon wrap, have you had those? <laughs> no. Bacon wrap scallops uh-uh. where people try to cook the bacon and it's just like eating a dense rubber band. Yeah, how long would it take you to cook a scallop on a grill like that? Like two 15 minutes? minutes? Yeah, it yeah. doesn't take long the most. So it's it's kind of like doing those stuffed shrimp. you got to have that bacon pre-cooked to go around and to me to do it right. Yeah. If you got the bacon done, wrapped around it, you can just about pan sear them and it doesn't, you know, and by the time... That second side gets a little sear on it. The residual heat's going to carry it through it. And then it'll melt in your mouth, and it's not chewy. It's not exactly. tough. And it's like, wow, it's really good. But when you cook them to where the bacon's done, and you try to put a hard sear on them, <laughs> it's, it's over. You just got a tough piece of meat. We also did a seafood pizza. Now, we did, we got that, that one was from- back in February when I went to the Bahamas and come back. And, man, Wow. That, that's, it's a great pizza. Yeah. I have, you know what? I have not. I'm not dead set against turning that in. Well, we've talked about it. Yeah, it's good. It's so good. I use lobster. I bet nobody and else. It's is an expensive turn pizza. In a seafood pizza. Hey, you never. Well, you never know. Well, we got to quit talking about it on here. <laughs> but it was lobster and shrimp chopped up with a white sauce, like a out bechamel type Alfredo with sauce on a pizza crust that I'm with at, some cheese with some cheese, and you can't mess it up. Yeah. It is so, so good. It's an expensive. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You, took lobster. you know, if you did shrimp, it wouldn't be bad. You could probably do shrimp and crab and it wouldn't be too bad. Yeah. But you throw lob- lobster is just so expensive yeah. anyway. You could do anything, really. You could just Just all just shrimp, shrimp would be good. Yeah. yeah. You could do shrimp and scallop. I want to, you know, I've got some crawfish tails. I hadn't thought about doing a crawfish pizza, but that'd be good too. And that Heck white yeah. sauce. Be really good. You just took like your white barbecue sauce and modified that recipe a little mm-hmm, bit, didn't mm-hmm. you? It was good. No, it wasn't a white barbecue sauce. It was more like a Alfredo style bechamel okay, sauce. Okay. Yeah, it was more of a cheesy based sauce. I did the white barbecue sauce on chicken pizza. That's right. That was good. Your yeah. So, any other recipes you've had? Those are the best the, ones that done. come to mind. You know. From, from, I don't know, if I had to pick one, it had to be the crab legs. But now that you talk about that pizza, that brings that back up how good that was. Uh, it, it was good, but it is not as good as the crab one. legs. Yeah. yeah. Crab legs and the, bar- the smoked shrimp. Yes. That's 
that's where it's at. If you're starting on seafood, if you want to try seafood on the grill, go ahead and do those. You can't yeah. mess them up. Can't mess them up. Because you, you just don't can't walk away. Yeah. Nope. Don't overcook them. That's the only way you can mess them up is you overcook them. You know, one of my favorite recipes, um, when I see it on a menu, I usually order it is like a redfish Anna, where they um, kind of put a crab topped on. Oh, yeah. like a, Is it like an Oscar? Yeah. You, know, you yeah. see it called different things. Some people... Who does that when there's a place in Jackson? Uh-huh. I bet it's like a, so it's like a buttercream kind of sauce. It's a lemon butter sauce with crab meat. Lump crab, mm-hmm. but then over. Served over, over veggies and yeah, stuff. Yeah, over a fi- piece of fish. Um, Walker's Drive-In does yeah. one that's top notch. I love the, the lemon cream sauce or whatever. They do that really well at uh, Cobalt. They do one. It's yeah. It's really good. Does it have like a crab meat on top of the fish? You can get it with crab meat on yeah. top, but most of the time it's just that over a piece of fish. And then it'll have asparagus or rice or something, you know, something like that with it. But it's really good. So where are you taking me for lunch? <laughs> I don't know. Where can we get some seafood? And then drive to Alabama. <laughs> Back to the Gulf. But no, that's, uh, is that all we got today? Heck, that's all I got today. Well, we're uh, be looking for snapper recipe coming out, not next week. We'll probably do a podcast talking about Collinsville and what all we did up there. Yeah. Got to tell you how uh, a fine swine is. Yeah. I'm going to try to get the sugar fires too, because I've never been to one of those. Yes. And you've got to use the new billows about Thermo Yeah. Got to work that get, up. Get a review on I that. I got some stuff I got to do. Back to the, <laughs> back to the grind. Can't be all vacation fun, but we've had a good summer and. Thank you guys for listening. Where can they find us? Ms. If you'd like Show? to connect with Malcolm, it's How to BBQ Right on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and always on YouTube. Um, if you'd like to connect with me, it's Miss Southern Shell on Instagram and Twitter. So if anybody's in Collinsville area, y'all come out and hang out with us this weekend. We'll see y'all next week.